shield keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. 
You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me in the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go. Good evening, everyone. We're so glad that you're here tonight at Victor Christian Fellowship. This is our Wednesday night refreshing service. The Bible promises us that when we repent and turn to the Lord, that times of refreshing will come from His presence. So, Father, right now we just give you thanks and praise for those times of refreshing to come. Times of refreshing, blessing, renewal, and restoration come right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we're so grateful that you are good, and we delight ourselves in you, and you give us the desires of our heart. In Jesus' name, Lord, we welcome your presence here. Let's worship the Lord together. Are you ready? Let's worship tonight. We worship you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails all my days. 
been held in your hands from the moment that I wake up till I lay my head down I will sing of the goodness of God the goodness of God. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire in the darkest night. You are close like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend. And I have
hand and we will intercede and we will pray and we will speak your word over this nation in the name of Jesus. And Lord, expose the lies. Unveil the deception. Cause the plans of the enemy to fall apart in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. My Lord and my God, you are here. You are working. You are moving. And you're speaking. And Lord, our, our ears are in tune with your voice. Oh, be not be, be dismayed. Be not afraid, for I am with you. I am for you. And when I'm with you, no one can be against you. Stand strong and stand tall. This is a moment for my people and my church to shine like a bright light, like a lighthouse on a rocky shore, like a blaze in darkness. Let your light shine and let the glory of the Lord arise. Hallelujah. Oh, amen, amen. You may have your seats. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. Glory to God. And thank you for being here tonight. You're in the right place at the right time. I just want to encourage you. You know, it's interesting in the Bible that the word believed is used 272 times. The word pray is used 371 times. The word love is used 714 times, but the word give is used 2,162 times. Amen? And, uh, hallelujah. You know, your giving is important to you, and it's important to God. And he receives your gifts, and he does multiply them. God's financial plan works, and it has nothing to do with the economy. Amen? So when, if you invest anything tonight, you're investing into good ground. Over the past 20 years, lives have been changed. People have been healed, saved, and uh, God is working, and God is moving, and that's what you're investing in. So as you give, just keep that in mind, and... Father, I thank you for every gift and giver, and we just bless them. We empower them to prosper. And Lord, I thank you that you personally guarantee that 
you will bring a great return to their seed. And Lord, we know that you're the provider of all good things. And we give you thanks and praise for the privilege and the honor to give into your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you're watching online, you can do that uh, through our website. If you're here, you can do it anytime during the service. Hallelujah. All right, looks like we got some wonderful, handsome, and beautiful kids tonight. And we're so grateful for our kids. Hallelujah. So kids, we want to dismiss you to your class now. Have a great class. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Woo, it's, uh, mm. Mm-mm-mm. There is uh, someone in the atmosphere tonight. Um, there was a uh, couple prophecies from Oral Roberts, David Wilkerson, Steve Hill, Kenneth Hagen and Smith Wigglesworth. I'm not going to read all of them because they're quite lengthy. But here's some takeaway points. Uh, they have given these, you know, years before. And uh, number one, uh, stop following preachers that are weakening you, using you, and deny that uh, Jesus is coming. Amen? Um, but I did want to read uh, this one from Kenneth Hagen. And then, um, you know, it's time that we need to press into God. Um, we need to draw close to him. And he made his secret place available to us. And we can visit there as often as we want to. And uh, Smith Wigglesworth said that we're entering into an area of extravagant asking. Right? Jesus said, until now you've asked nothing, but ask uh, what you will, and my Father will give it to you that your joy might be full. We need some extravagant askers. But here's a prophecy from... Kenneth Hagin uh, from 1963, okay? He said, yes, the hand of the Lord was upon me. I went, as it were, up into the air and stood with the Lord Jesus Christ. In the air, as I looked down upon the ground, I could see a map laid out before the entire nation, all the states of the continental United States. As I looked, he said, behold, son, and I shall show you that which is to come to pass, and that which the eyes of many shall see. And they shall remember that their ears heard, even from the Atlantic Ocean, it came up out of the sea as a hand. And it, uh, as it rose up into the air, it became a dark cloud and filled the atmosphere. Yea, it swept in like a storm at sea. And I said, O Lord, O Lord, O Lord, what's the meaning of this? He spoke unto me and said, Son, That is the darkness of atheistic communism that is sweeping across the nation. Even in the minds of men in high places and politicians with great power, this nation shall not grow more strong and you shall not have more liberty than you have now. But liberties that you've known and you've seen shall be seized and taken from you. This is from 1963. And I looked again and I could see, see upon the mountain a blotch as though a bottle of ink had spilled and spread over several states in the south and east. And then I looked and I could see spots splotched over the map, and I said, Lord, what does this mean? He said, communistic-inspired hatred among races shall cause greater turmoil than your nation has seen heretofore. 
Yea, it is not the will of God, but men's hearts are perverse, and they walk without love of God and seek to have their own way. And so it shall be worse than you have ever seen. And I said, O Lord, O Lord, is there a remedy? Is there a remedy? What shall the answer be? And then I said, O Lord, do we have nothing to look forward to in the future except darkness and blackness, war, destruction, and evil? He said, evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceived and being deceived. And he said, son of man, forget not your text, for you look to the things not seen. You look at the things not seen. And so then I looked into the spirit realm and I saw a falling upon that mountain, a ball of fire from heaven. The closer to earth, I'm getting goosebumps. The closer to earth, the bigger it got. And then when it came to the earth, it divided into small balls or sparks of fire and it fell upon men. And I saw an army of men rise up. It seemed as though their hands were fire and there sat upon their heads tongue of fire. And I said, what does this mean? He said, before the worst shall come and the day of darkness encompasses, there will be those who shall go and shall carry the fullness of my truth and the fire, not only to the states of this nation, but to many other places. For there is a work that must be done first spiritually before the Lord shall come. Now prepare your hearts for the time is at hand and the beginning is now. And you shall see and you shall know for the hand of the Lord is upon you and many of you shall be used in these last days and the work shall progress. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. For the word of the Lord came unto me saying, the prophetic vision shall be restored unto the church. For even in the days of the old, the prophet would see by vision and prophesy. And so the prophetic vision shall be restored unto the church. And this is the time. This is the hour. And this is the place. Praise God. Hallelujah. So tonight, I was impressed to ask you a question. What voice are you? Did you know the Bible has a lot to say about voices? In Luke chapter 4, the Bible describes when Jesus preached, the people were amazed because he spoke with authority. He cast out devils with his word. All right? So... What kind of voice are you? What kind of words do you say? And uh, hallelujah. I want you to go to Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we're going to look at something here. Oh, I pray that I can get this all out. Look at verse 3. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3. This is talking about John the Baptist. He said, the voice of him 
that cries in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill shall be made low. The crooked shall be made straight. And the crooked uh, and the rough places plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. You know, when, you're, when you have the right voice and you say the right thing, the glory of God is revealed. God needs a voice in this earth. And he wants you to be his voice. He wants you to be his mouthpiece. He wants you to speak the words of God. You know, Jesus said, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. Hallelujah. We, we need to be life and spirit speakers. All right. Verse six, the voice said, cry. And he said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass and all, uh, all the goodliness thereof is as the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades because the spirit of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people is grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever. And uh, they asked John, they said, who are you? When he was baptizing people in the Jordan, you can read this in John chapter 1. They said, who are you? He said, I'm a voice. John knew that he was a voice. He was a voice of repentance. He was a voice of preparation, preparing the way of the Lord. He was preparing the people for the coming of the Lord Jesus, the first coming. He was preparing the people. God needed a voice to get the people ready so that the king could have entrance. He was a voice. All right? Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I'm going to keep asking you this question. I'm not expecting an answer, but I want you to think about it. What voice are you? We're going to talk about a few different voices, obviously. Amen? See, I have a voice. Say, I have an assignment. Say, my words are weapons. Your words are dynamite to barriers. Your words are explosives to barricades. <laughs> Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. We, having the same spirit of faith. Why don't you notice what the spirit of faith entails? According as it is written. You're never going to have faith beyond your knowledge of the written word of God. So if you have a limited knowledge of the word, you're going to have limited faith. But guess what? You can expand your knowledge. And there's no amount of limit of the word of God that you can contain within you. Did you hear me? There's no limit. You can put as much word. You'll never get to the point where, oh, I'm too full of the word. There's no limit to what you can contain. You can continually expand your knowledge of the word. But that takes effort. That takes time. That takes study. All right? As it is written, I believed, and therefore, what did I do? I speak. Speaking requires a voice, doesn't it? 
I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus. How many know that Jesus was raised up? Guess what? That means that if you know that Jesus is raised up, anything that comes against you, you're going to be raised up against it too. It's not going to overcome you. You're going to overcome it. If Jesus was raised up, you get a raise too. Jesus gets a raise, you get a raise. Jesus goes up, you go up. Amen? Jesus went down for just a couple of days. That was it. From that point on, he went up. Glory to God. Okay? Jesus shall raise us, raise up us also uh, by Jesus, and he shall present us with you. Hallelujah. Okay? So, uh, go to Romans chapter 10. Well, no, let's read uh, on a little bit here in 2 Corinthians 4 for just a second. Um, verse 15, for all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might be through the thanksgiving of many, redound to the glory of God, for which cause we faint not. Guess what? We don't have to faint. In, in, in the current situation that we're living in right now, we don't have to faint. Why? We have a God. We have a provider. We have supernatural power that can oversee, that can override natural limitations. Okay? Say, I faint not. But through our, though our outward man perish, the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment. Listen, this light affliction, it's going to pass away real quick. All right? But there works in us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Here's what you got to do in order to be a voice. We don't look at the things which are seen. Take your eyes off the things that are seen. Look to the unseen. But at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Let's look to the eternal. If you want to be a voice, you've got to look to the eternal so that you can speak the eternal. Go to Romans 10. Romans 10. Can you learn quick? All right. I know you could because you're part of VCF. The Holy Ghost is teaching. Amen. Romans 10 verse 8. But what does it say? The word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. If you want to be a voice, you have to have the word in your mouth and your heart. And if it's not in your heart, it's not going to come out your mouth. Okay? Because your mouth and your heart are connected. Um, it's the word of faith which we preach. Preaching requires a voice, doesn't it? Verse 9. If you shall confess with your mouth. Right? That requires a voice, doesn't it? The Lord Jesus, you confess Jesus as Lord. You declare him as Lord. Say, Jesus is Lord. All right, you've already set something in motion just by those words. Amen? And uh, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made. Your voice can make things happen. Your voice can bring things about. Whose image are we created in? Whose likeness are we made after? How did God create this world? He spoke. Guess what? How are you going to create your world? Your world. You're going to speak. 
You want to change your world? Change your words. Okay? And uh, he empowers, okay? Um, go to Psalm 29. Psalm 29. He tells us a good description of the Lord's voice. You know, God's got a voice. And uh, in Psalm 29, hallelujah. It says uh, in verse 3, Psalm 29, verse 3, the voice of the Lord is upon the waters. You know, when your voice gets on water, it travels farther. You want to extend the power of your voice? Uh, get by the living water. He's the voice of the waters. Okay? And the God of glory thunders. He's not quiet. He thunders. Okay? The Lord is upon me. Verse 4. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. Verse 5, the voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. You've got yoke-destroying, burden-removing power in your voice. It breaks cedars. Cedars are a strong wood. But his voice breaks through. A cedar could be a barrier, but you could break through with your voice. He breaks the cedars. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Hallelujah. Yea, the Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. All right? He makes them also skip like a calf. Verse 7, the voice of the Lord divides the flames of fire. Woo, hallelujah. You want to, let's spread the fire around. We need some fire. We need some holy fire. God's a God of fire. Hallelujah. He wants to activate your voice with fire. You know why trains are loud when they go down the tracks? Because they got some power. People with power aren't silent. People with power are loud. Hallelujah. It's time to raise our voice. All right? Mm. Verse 8. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. You want to shake some things? Speak to them. Your voice can shake some things. Hallelujah. Verse 9. The voice of the Lord makes the hinds to calf, the, the deer to calf, and discovers the forests. And in his temple does everyone speak his glory. Hallelujah. You can speak his glory. Amen. Hallelujah. So what kind of voice are you? Are you ready? Are you ready to be a voice? Who's ready to be a voice? Hallelujah. Number one, are you a voice of faith? Are you a voice of faith? God's word fuels faith. God's word ignites praise. And God's word promotes a positive profession. Go to uh, 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6. If you're going to fight like Jesus, you're going to have to speak like Jesus. Do you know that everything Jesus did, he said he was going to do? He said it before he did it. He said it and it happened. 
Amen? Amen. You want to you do some great things? Start talking greatness. Yes. Not I will be, say I am. Right now, I am. I am. Not I will be, not I was, I am. Yes. Is God the I am? Yes. Then we're made in his image. Yes. God is not in the past, he's in the present, and he's in the future. He's everywhere. He, we have the I am right now. We have access to I am. First Timothy 6.12, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, whereunto you are called, and what? Profess a good profession before many witnesses. It's time that we start speaking what is good. What's good? God's word is good. God is good. The Holy Ghost is good. Amen? You want good things? Speak good things. You have a voice. What voice are you? You're a voice of faith. Say, I'm a voice of faith. All right. Go to Mark 11. Mark 11. Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you, there's something in the atmosphere right now. I could, my goodness. If there's a barrier in your life, say bye bye, barrier. barrier. Say bye bye, barricade. No, your, your progress will no longer be hindered from this moment on. Hallelujah. We're going to release something tonight. Something's going to shift tonight. Something's going to shake tonight. There's going to be some cedars in Lebanon that are going to break tonight. The miraculous is going to manifest tonight. My goodness. Mark 11, 23. Jesus is talking here. Do you think he knows what he's talking about? Oh, yeah, he does. This is Jesus talking to you. He's teaching us something. For verily or truly, I say unto you that whatsoever shall, that whosoever shall what? Say, that means voice. Say, blessings and miracles are voice activated. So whoever shall say unto this mountain, whosoever, who's a whosoever? How many whosoever's are here? A whosoever is anybody that believes it will do it. Amen? If you believe it, you can do it. Hallelujah. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, well, that's weird. No, it's weird in the natural, but not in the supernatural. Mountains appeared because of a voice. You can move them also because of a voice. If mountains were made by a voice, they could be moved by a voice. Yes. Amen? Yes. Be thou removed. He tells you what to say to it. Be removed. And, gee, what do I say? Read on. God doesn't leave us hanging. He doesn't leave room for an opinion. He tells you exactly what to say. Be removed. Be cast into the sea. And don't doubt in your heart. You've got to believe that what you say will come to pass. Say, what I say comes to pass. That'll put the fear of God on your words. If you know that what you say is coming to pass, you better watch what you say. Amen? You don't want certain things coming to pass, so don't say it. A thought unspoken dies unborn. They're getting supercharged right now. All right, John, go to John 3. My goodness. 
John 3, what voice are you? We're not talking about The Voice TV show, which is interesting, by the way. How many of you have seen The Voice? We watch The Voice. They pick talent by what they hear, not what they see. Hallelujah. You know what? God is listening to your words. Say, I'm a voice, and I've got something to say. John 3.31. He that comes from God is above all. Hallelujah. He's above all the earth, or he that comes from above is above all. He that is of the earth is earthly. You can either speak heavenly terms or you can speak earthly terms. Which, what, which would you rather have? Which produces more benefits, heavenly or earthly? Earthly is limited. Heaven is unlimited. He that comes from above is above all. He that is of the earth is earthly and speaks of the earth. You know who speaks of the earth? Carnal Arnold. They go by their senses, what they feel, what they can see with their natural eyes. That is carnal Arnold. That's being fleshly, right? We're not supposed to go by what we see, are we? We're supposed to go by what he said. Hallelujah. Hey, it's okay. Things are breaking loose tonight. Amen. You feel the Holy Spirit move? Just move with him. He's your dancing partner. Let him lead. You let him lead and he won't step on your toes. Hallelujah. Okay, what, verse 32. And what he has seen and heard, he testifies. Oh my goodness. If I'm going to be a voice, I got to see something. I got to hear something. I got to see what's written. I got to hear what's written. And then I can testify about what's written. Why? Because what voice are you? I'm a voice of faith. Faith speaks the words of God. Verse 33. He that received his testimony has set to his seal that God is true. Yes, I'm a voice and I speak what is true to God. Amen. The only thing that's true to God is his word. We got a spirit of truth. God is the truth and Jesus is the truth. Hallelujah. God celebrates the truth. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 33. For he that received his testimony has said to a seal that, uh, okay, hallelujah. In other words, that God is true. Uh, or verse 34. For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God. For God gives them not the spirit by measure unto him. In other words, we have unlimited potential in speaking the word. We have, how many things are, are possible to them that believe? We have unlimited potential. When we speak the word of God, there's unlimited potential of what can become of that situation. Amen. You have unlimited potential about how much money you can have. You have unlimited potential about how much property you can own. You have unlimited potential about what you can be in the kingdom of God. Why? Because you're a voice. And you're a voice of faith. My goodness. Number two. You have to be a voice of praise. If you're going to be, what kind of voice are you? Are you a voice of faith? Are you a voice of praise? Strong faith produces powerful praise. Strong faith produces powerful praise. Faith and praise go together. They cooperate. They, they, uh, 
uh, complement one another. I couldn't think of the word. Praise is the highest form of prayer. Raise the praise and manifest his presence. Let's raise the praise and manifest his presence. Why? God inhabits the praises of his people. You want God to arrive on the scene? Start to praise him. Start to lift up your voice. Hallelujah. He will come right where you are. God is attracted to praise. We've got to be a voice of praise. Hallelujah. Raise your praise and God will show you his ways. Hallelujah. Romans 4.20. Go to Romans 4.20. Oh, my goodness. Woo. I feel like taking a lap on around this place right now. My goodness. Say, I'm a voice of praise. Here's what Romans 4.20 says, the father of our faith. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. People who don't believe stagger. That means they can't walk straight. They're crooked in their progress. They never reach their destiny. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. How did he keep his faith? Giving glory to God. When you're giving glory to God, it strengthens your faith. It enhances your faith. And being fully persuaded... That what God had promised, he was able also to perform. Are you persuaded that God can perform the healing? Are you persuaded that God can provide? Are you persuaded that God can deliver? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jehoshaphat got a hold of this. He raised the praise and defeated his enemies. Hallelujah. He sent out the praisers before the warriors. And when they praised, confusion came in the camp of the enemy, and the enemy killed themselves. All Jehoshaphat had to do was lift a hand, not a sword. He just had to lift his hands, not a spear. Glory to God. you got to be a voice of praise. If you want to be a voice, you got to be a voice of praise. Paul and Silas knew what it meant, right? They were beaten physically. Do you feel like praising when you're in pain? Think about it. Not only were they arrested for casting out a demon, but they were beaten with rods, clubs. And they were put in the darkest part of the prison. And their feet were in stocks, chains around their ankles. In, and the Amplified says, in an uncomfortable position. People want to complain about the comfort of the atmosphere. Try praising God in a prison in chains with, with stripes on your back. And infection seething in that room. But at midnight, they tapped into the power. They raised the praise of that place, and God's presence came in the scene, and it shook the jail from the foundation. Hallelujah. They were a voice of praise. All the other prisoners heard them. That wasn't no quiet prayer. That wasn't no silent prayer. Oh, Lord, we just praise you. Hallelujah. They'd have still been in the stocks. Strong praise 
Strong faith produces powerful praise. Hallelujah. How about when Solomon dedicated the temple and the singers and the musicians were as one? 120 voices and instruments sounded like one voice. There was unity, harmony, agreement, and there was praise. What happened? The presence of God descended in that temple, and it filled the temple. The priest couldn't even stand. Hallelujah. God may need to do spiritual anesthesiology on you. He may need you not to stand so that he can work on you. Work on the way you think. Let's remove that stinking thinking out of there and put in some new information into his brain. Hallelujah. Number three. You're a voice of faith. You're a voice of praise. Now you've got to be a voice of righteousness. What voice are you? We need righteousness today. Let me tell you something. In the world that we live in right now, evil is bombarding every open influence that it has. Evil is like weeds springing up everywhere. We need some people with voices of righteousness that can speak the word of God, that can speak what's right, even if it's not popular. Knowing, what you, knowing about what you've uh, been redeemed from causes rejoicing, singing, shouting, and declaring. I'm telling you, when you realize that you've been redeemed, when you realize from the pit that God pulled you out of, when you realize the clay that he got you unstuck from, you can't be silent. You're going to open your mouth and praise God for his goodness. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for redeeming me. Hallelujah. He delivered me from a miserable mire and he put me on a rock. Hallelujah. Knowing what God has done for you increases excitement. You can't, I mean, you start thinking about what God has done for you and you you get happy. That'll blow depression right off of you. Like a leaf blower to leaf, amen? I'm a voice of righteousness. It blows depression off of you. Psalm 71, verse 3. This is an unusual Wednesday, amen? Say, I'm a voice of righteousness. That means you speak what's right, irregardless of what anybody else thinks. How do you know what's right? If God said it, it's right. Nothing else matters. No opinion is, ma- no opinion is above God. If God said it, it's right, irregardless of what anybody thinks. I know I'm strong, I'm sorry, but uh, I'm telling you, it's... Whoo. Psalm 71, verse 3. Psalm 71, verse 3. I'm going to read this from the King James. Hallelujah. Mm, My goodness. There's something shifting today. Psalm 71, verse 3. Be thou my strong habitation, whereunto I may continually resort. You have given me the commandment to save me. Thou art my rock and my fortress. I had my lips will shout for joy. So I don't know if I got the wrong verse. My lips will shout for joy when I sing praises to you, O my soul, which you have redeemed. Oh, I'm sorry, 23. Psalm 71, 23. I apologize. Yeah, 23. My two got... My lips shall greatly rejoice 
My lips shall greatly rejoice when I sing unto you. Everybody say, how, how, do, how should we rejoice? Greatly. When I sing, and my soul, which you have redeemed, my tongue shall talk of your righteousness all day long. I never get tired of talking about the goodness of God. I never get tired of talking about the faithfulness of God. Why? I'm a voice of righteousness. For they are confounded, for they are brought to shame that seek my hurt. You're going to try to hurt me, you're going to end up hurting yourself. Why? Because I'm a voice of righteousness. Go to Psalm 145. Psalm 145 and verse 8. My goodness. Verses 8 and 9. The Lord is good to all. Everybody say, God is good. Don't ever associate anything bad with God. He's not the cause of bad things. He's not bad. He is good. That's his nature. His nature is just like the fruit of the Spirit. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. Verse 10. And all your works shall praise you. I'm a work, so I can praise him. Amen? I'm a masterpiece. How about you? Are you a masterpiece? Say, I'm God's masterpiece. And the saints shall bless you. Hallelujah. Come on, saints. We got to bless him. Well, I'm just a shy person. Being shy has nothing to do with it. Because once the Holy Ghost gets a hold of you, shyness goes out the way. I used to be shy and look at me now. Yeah, I was a shy young boy. Something happened to me when the Holy Ghost came in. He turned my shyness into shouting. Hallelujah. Oh, look at verse 10 and 11. All your works shall praise you, O Lord, and all your saints shall bless you. Verse 11, they shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and talk of your power. Don't be talking about what's happening in the world. Talk about the power of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Say, I'm a voice of righteousness. See, praise is the cure for depression and heaviness. God gives you a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Heaviness is a spirit, but God puts, all you got to do to remove the spirit of heaviness is put on a garment of praise. How do you put on a garment of praise? You just start praising God. And you get clothed automatically. Hallelujah. Praise lifts you up and brightens your outlook on life. If you have a, a, a poor outlook, it's time to take a praise break. And praise is worth the effort and the sacrifice. All right? Number four. What voice are you? You need to be a reliable voice. A reliable voice. Hallelujah. A reliable voice speaks a word in season. Go go to 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4. And you know what? I'm just going to... This is actually a chapter in my book. Exceed limits and break barriers. The chapter is called 
voice-activated barrier breakers. I just kind of modified it from what I wrote in the book. Hallelujah. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Oh, I'm sorry, 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy. My goodness. 2 Timothy 4.1. I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Notice what he says, preach the word. Does that involve a voice? And he says, be instant in season and out of season. Guess what? There's no right season to preach the word. Every season is a good season to preach the word, to speak the word. Why? You're a reliable voice. If you're going to be a reliable voice, you've got to speak reliable words. Words that are steadfast, words that are proven, words that are unshakable, words that are immovable, words that will bring something about that you can't see in the natural, but you can see it in the spirit. Be instant. Yeah, there's an instant work sometimes. Just add the Holy Ghost instant. You know, instant pudding, instant power. Hallelujah. Instant rice, instant righteousness. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all long suffering and doctrine and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. We're getting close there. There's a lot of people that can't endure sound doctrine. All right, go to Psalms 19. Psalm 19. Hallelujah. Say, I'm a voice. Say, I'm a reliable voice. Psalm 19, verse 7. Hallelujah. I feel some things breaking tonight. Say, barrier. Barricades. Hindrances. I command you to be removed. I cast you into the sea. I do not doubt, but I'm commanding with the authority of the Lord. Go in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. I'm free from that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Psalm 19, verse 7. Reliable. The law of the Lord is perfect. Woo! Complete, nothing added, nothing taken away. Convert, converting the soul. Sometimes people's soul needs to be converted. Your soul has been tipped to the negative. It's got to be tipped to the positive. You got to have a conversion. You know, they used to take vans and they used to make conversion vans. They would take the shell of the van and they would add luxury seats, captain's chairs that could spin around in the van. It's called a conversion van. Why? They upgraded. You know, when God converts you, you get upgraded. Hallelujah. It's time for the church to be upgraded. Amen. It's time for the church to to get out of the back seat and take the front row. It's time for the, the church to stop laying down and stand up in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, verse 
The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. If someone tries to argue with scripture, just laugh at them. God laughs at the atheist. Amen? If someone wants to come against the word, let them. They're not going to budget. They're not going to change the word. They're going to be the fool. I mean, just start laughing. All right, look at verse 14. We had to memorize this. I still know this today. I went to Lee uh, University in 19, from 1993 to 96, and I still remember this verse. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. What does he want acceptable in his sight? Our words. Our words. Why? Because you're a voice. God put death and life in your tongue. Your tongue is dangerous. You are either promoting death or you're promoting life and there's no middle ground. If you want healing, speak health. Amen? Say, I'm a reliable voice. Hallelujah. Number five, be a discreet voice. Discreet. Check this out. Discretion protects integrity and promotes honor. Discretion can bring correction if received. Discretion solves problems without many people knowing what's happening. Discretion promotes forgiveness and restoration. Discretion is holy and righteous behind the scenes. Discretion abhors abhors wickedness and defends righteousness. Discretion rejects wickedness. Go to 1 Samuel chapter 25, verse 32. I'm going to read this from the Amplified. 1 Samuel 25, verse 32. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. David said to Abigail, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who sent you to meet me this day. Verse 33. Blessed be your discretion and discernment. And blessed be you who has kept me from bloodshed this day from avenging myself by my own hand. Abigail was discreet. She came behind the scenes, addressed the problem, spoke to the king as a king, and his anger subsided. She solved the problem with discretion. She didn't tell her husband. She just told who she needed to tell so she could take care of the problem. Go, go get the donkeys, fill them with the raisins and the bread and whatever. All right? Proverbs 2.11 Discretion will watch over you. Understanding and discernment will guard you. Verse 12, to keep you from the way of evil and the evil man, from the man who speaks perverse things. If you're going to deal with a perverse speaker, sometimes you need to be discreet. Amen? Discretion. Proverbs 3.21, my son, let not... 
Let them not escape from your sight, but keep sound wisdom and discretion. They will be life to your soul. Say discretion is life to my soul. And it's a gracious adornment for your neck. It protects the inside and the outside. Why? It protects honor. It it preserves integrity. That's what discretion does. Amen? Now, there are times when you need to rebuke openly, but mostly you can correct it without being open. All right? Hallelujah. Notice verse 23 of Proverbs 3. Then you will walk on your way securely. Your foot will not stumble. Verse 24, when you lie down, you will not be afraid. How many want to lie down fearlessly? Amen? Because you're, you're a discreet voice. Hallelujah. Do not be afraid of sudden fear, nor of the storm of the wicked. There's a storm of wickedness, but glory to God, we got an umbrella. We got the protection of God. Amen? All right. Can you handle two more? Let's see if we can get them in. Number six, you got to be a voice of truth. God is truth, Jesus is truth, and we have the Holy Spirit of truth. God favors truth. Did you know what? Truth stands firm, but lies are short-lived. Truth requires no cover-up or clean-up. But if you give a lie, you've got to cover it up. But truth requires no cover-up or clean-up. It's good the way it is. You don't have to bake it the second time. Hallelujah. It's fresh. Glory to God. Proverbs twenty-one twenty-eight. A false witness will perish, but a man who listens to the truth will speak forever. Whoo, glory to God. My story is going to go on forever. So is yours. It's the never-ending story. Hallelujah. Mm. John chapter 8, verse 44. You are of your father, the devil. You know, not everybody is a child of God. We are not all God's children. Only those who have accepted Jesus Christ are God's children. Okay? So if someone says we're all God's children, they're not, that's not true. Jesus said he was talking to a group of Pharisees and he said, you are of your father, the devil. Okay? Uh, it is your will to practice the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks what is natural to him. I'm reading from the Amplified. For he is a liar and the father of lies and half-truths. So if you're lying or giving half-truths, you are in, uh, uh, you are in close agreement with the devil. And he has access to you. Okay? Verse 45, but because I speak the truth, you do not believe me. You know, sometimes when you speak the truth, people may not believe you, but you know what? Keep speaking the truth. Okay? And uh, Proverbs 12, verse 17, he who speaks the truth tells what is right, but a false witness utters deceit. And then finally, number seven, didn't think I'd get finished, but... You need to be an encouraging voice. An encouraging voice. Exhort, encourage, and be a help to others. 
Speak good words in due season. Speak pleasant words. Amen. Say, I'm an encouraging voice. Say, I'm a truthful voice. And see, these, these can break barriers in your lives. All right? Proverbs 12, 18. There is one who speaks rashly like the thrusts of a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. And then um, Proverbs 16, 24. Proverbs 16, 24, pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweet and delightful to the soul and healing to the body. You know, when someone's sick, you you talk soft to them. Amen? Why? Because you want to minister to them. You want to help them. You want to bless them. If we want to change our world, we have to be these voices. Amen? You know, the devil has a voice. Wisdom has a voice. Uh, the word has a voice. Uh, God, there's a voice from heaven that spoke. Amen? Hallelujah. There's all kinds of voice. Jesus is going to come back with the voice of an archangel. Hallelujah. There's all different kinds of voices. What kind of voice are you? And then there's a voice of triumph. Amen? We have a voice of triumph, a voice of victory, a voice of rejoicing. Hallelujah. See, I've got a voice. And what I say matters. Hallelujah. Are you ready to break some barriers tonight? Hallelujah. Stand up to your feet. Glory to God. Stand up to your feet. Hallelujah. There's going to be a shift taking place in the spirit. You're going to use your voice to speak to your situation because you know what you need. You know what you got to say. You know what you got to do. So let's get it done. Amen. Let's get it done right now. In this moment, the anointing and the power of God is going to hook up with what you say over your situation. Whether it be your family, your kids, your finances, your body. Amen. Call your body healed. Call your kids saved. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Speak. Use your voice. You have a voice. You have a certain voice. Glory to God. We speak over this community, Father. Hallelujah. We call this church full in the name of Jesus. We call people coming in, getting born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, and plugged into your body in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We call finances to us in the name of Jesus.